My name is Father Mike Delaney and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. And this is my homily for the second Sunday of Easter. On this second Sunday of Easter, we begin a new message series titled Compelling Truths. The scripture readings during this Easter season provide us with a whole range of themes that we could and should dwell on. Each weekend, our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, part two of the writings of the evangelist Luke. In the book of Acts, we are introduced into the powerful way that the Holy Spirit impacted the world through the lives of the Apostles. The world, as these early followers of Christ knew it, was changed. Something compelling had touched people's lives and hearts, and nothing would ever be the same again. As we move through the weeks of Easter, we'll be looking at how these compelling truths impact our lives as followers of the risen Christ today just as they affected those people who met the disciples almost 2,000 years ago. And over these weeks, we'll also be reminded that there is one truth, not my truth, not your truth, but the truth that Jesus is risen from the dead and that his spirit continues to empower the world for good in the face of evil. One of the great pleasures or opportunities for me as a pastor is being able to visit people in hospitals or nursing homes or in their own home when they are sick. I have the chance to celebrate the sacrament of anointing the sick with them, especially when they understand that it's not usually the last rites as it was known for so long. That's a time of real joy. It's also an incredible sense of peace and healing that can come upon the person being anointed so that whatever happens next in their lives is no longer something they need to be afraid of. In the reading from the Acts of the Apostles today, the enthusiasm that people displayed in bringing the sick to be close to the Apostles tells us that they knew that the power of the risen Jesus was made real through the teaching and the presence of the Apostles. But it was more than just people being healed of their afflictions that had an impact on the community. For the people gathered as a community around the Apostles, and from that community they gained the strength and support they needed so that they could also go out and be witnesses to others. But as incredible as this aspect of the life of the Apostles was, it wasn't always how they witnessed to the resurrection. In our Gospel reading from the Gospel of John, we were told that they were actually hiding in the upper room, afraid to show their faces because of what had happened just a few days earlier. Added to that was the even greater uncertainty caused by the news that Jesus was risen from the dead, what would happen to them, and were they safe from the Jewish leaders who wanted to destroy them? There are many Christians in our world and even in our community today who are afraid to be visible in the world because of things like the sexual abuse scandal, the abuse of power in so many forms, and the confusing messages that we can receive from church leaders in different dioceses and countries. But in our gospel today, something extraordinary happens. 
Jesus comes and stands amid the disciples and says to them, as he says to us, Peace be with you. This is more than just a traditional Middle Eastern greeting, because he then says to them, As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. And then he adds that gift beyond all measure, receive the Holy Spirit. If we go right back to the early part of Luke's Gospel, when Jesus was baptised, we were told there that the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily shape like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, my favour rests on you. This is the first compelling truth that I would like us to reflect on. Jesus is imparting to his followers the mission, the responsibility to go into the world to make known his message. But he promises us that we will not be acting alone, because we will have the Spirit as our companion, who will be with us always and will guide and protect us on our journey. There's another compelling truth that's proclaimed by the Church today as we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday. This feast was promulgated by St. John Paul II, who promoted the cause of St. Faustina as another opportunity for us to experience the incredible compassion of our merciful God through prayer as we are called into new life as his daughters and sons. The mercy of God is also an important theme of the preaching and teaching of Pope Francis. It was highlighted in his decision to hold an extraordinary Jubilee Year of Mercy in 2016. If you remember back to that year, we were reminded that trusting in the love and mercy of our risen Saviour will fill us with a gift beyond all measure. I don't watch a lot of television, but one of the things that used to irritate me about telemarketing is that phrase, just as you think you've heard the best possible deal for this particular whatever they're selling, when the announcer says, but wait, there's more. Today I'm happy to say that there actually is more and it isn't anything to switch off. As the gospel further unfolded today, we heard of the encounter between Thomas and the risen Christ, who had appeared amongst the disciples for the second time. Thomas, who was not present at the first appearance, makes some demands. He says, unless I will not believe. I suspect that sometimes we're a little like Thomas. We need something extra to help us believe. As the passage concludes today, we hear how Thomas, in response to Jesus' invitation to touch and feel his wounds, makes an incredible statement of faith. He says, My Lord and my God. Jesus praises him and then adds, You believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. As we journey through life, we are being invited to accept that all of us at some stage of our faith story can find ourselves, perhaps like the apostles, afraid and hiding in an upper room. Or can we, we can be doubting like Thomas when our friends try to explain something which is unexplainable.
The story of the resurrection of Jesus isn't easy for everyone to understand or accept. In fact, we know that something like less than 44% of Christians believe in the resurrection. But as followers of Jesus, we've been invited to join in something quite extraordinary. We've been invited to share in the immensity of God's love and his mercy and to know his gift of peace through the coming of the Holy Spirit into our lives. So my prayer today is that we might come to appreciate that our lives are touched by these compelling truths and they will be, we will be like the early Christian people and that we will be witnesses of the resurrection in our world. I pray that we will be people whose lives reflect the incredible mercy that God pours out on each one of us. I pray that we might be people able to proclaim with Thomas through the power of the Holy Spirit that great prayer, my Lord and my God.